I've always been very much a person who really wants to contribute and use the skills and talents I've got to make the world a better place. That's always very much been my thing, honestly, my whole life. So it's been kind of fun to find that in, in the Torah and feel like it's like a homecoming. That's the voice of Mary Clark. And she's one of the newest members of the Jewish people. And she'll be observing her first Jewish New Year this week. Clark is one of 11 adults from Kelowna, B.C., who spent the last year in a conversion class studying to be Jewish. And they completed their course recently. The three Canadian clergymen who taught them did it all via Zoom because of COVID. One in Calgary, one in Regina, and one from Montreal. The trio then flew to Kelowna in July and carried out the in-person part of the conversion, together with Kelowna's new rabbi who arrived just that weekend. There was the final exam by a Beit Din, or a Jewish court, and then the immersion in a mikvah, or a ritual bath. But since Kelowna doesn't have one, they did it on a beach in Lake Okanagan. Rabbi Alan Bright of Sharazedek in Montreal led the conversion, and although he's done others, he says this one was unique because none of the Kelowna 11 was doing it to get married or to join the Israeli army or for financial reasons. It appears crazy, but some people have all sorts of ideas. But in this case in Kelowna, each and every person had no ulterior goal other than becoming Jewish. They lived there, they're there with their families. And in a number of the cases, they'd already been living a Jewish life. And they wanted to formalize their education and their observances. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, September the 6th, 2021, the eve of Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Canada's Jewish community is a little larger this high holiday season, with 11 adults and two babies in Kelowna, B.C., who have now officially been converted to Judaism. They spent a year studying together as a group, and they learned how to keep a kosher kitchen, what a mezuzah is, they took Hebrew lessons. Kelowna's Jewish community is small, about 500 people. The president jokes that the newly converted Jews have boosted his membership by 20% in a single afternoon. Coming up, we'll meet a couple of the women who converted to hear about their journeys, whether they like gefiltefish, and how they're dealing with all that being Jewish means in today's world, including facing anti-Semitism. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I am Rabbi Lionel Moses in Sacramento, California, and also in Montreal, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. B'nai B'rith Canada and the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center have teamed up to raise money and supplies for refugees from Afghanistan. The two organizations issued a news release saying they'll use any donated money to supply non-perishable food. Plus, they need to collect laptops and cell phones, iPads and school supplies for the refugees. Their first delivery was made last week to the Afghan Women's Organization in Toronto. Meanwhile, from Jerusalem, the Israel headquarters of the National Holocaust Memorial Yad Vashem has a message for anti-vaxxers in Canada who are using yellow stars in their protests. Yad Vashem says, quote, Manipulating the Holocaust in this way trivializes the horrific atrocities that were perpetrated and denigrates the memory of victims and survivors. 
Karina de Villiers runs a bed and breakfast in Kelowna. She grew up Christian in South Africa, but used to drop into a synagogue in Pretoria there just to listen to the prayers in Hebrew, even though she didn't understand a word. She's dabbled in other faiths, including Messianic Judaism. Rabbi Alan Bright is the senior rabbi at Montreal's conservative Sharetzedek Synagogue. They join me now. Listen, let's start with Rabbi Bright to get a little of the sort of overview of uh, this unusual number, uh, such a large number of people converting. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's a first by way of numbers, because many a year we'll have here in Montreal classes for conversion, which can be anywhere 15 to 18 people going through uh, in, in a year. It, it, that, that's not the issue. What made this unique was where it was located and the number of people who were genuinely with no ulterior motive, desiring to place their destiny with the Jewish people. I'm sorry, you said with no ulterior motive. Can you unpack that for me? What does that mean? Often we'll get people who will want to convert. It could be for marriage. That's the most common. Um, it could be because they themselves perceive uh, being a member of the Jewish community is beneficial to them, not only their spiritual goals, but uh, materialistically. Not saying we would accept those uh, type of people, but there are people who have ulterior motives for trying to join, join the Jewish people. I've had people that have wanted to convert so that they can go to Israel and be part of the IDF. I mean, you know, this is, I mean, it, it's, for us, it appears crazy, but some people have all sorts of ideas. But in this case in Kelowna, each and every person had no ulterior goal other than becoming Jewish. All right. I'd love to bring in uh, Karina now. Uh, Karina, uh, you are one of the graduates. Um, what, what does one call? I mean, you are now officially Jewish. So mazel tov, first of all, on uh, on your conversion. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been amazing. Um, you know the the knowledge. Uh, you know it, it was always like you know Christianity in between, and it was just so hard to find the Jewish way of of doing it, and also finding Jewish people where we lived up in Grand Prairie, Northwest Alberta. Um, you know to um, you know to to find community or to find someone that was willing to work with us. And um, and so, you know, when this came up and we moved to Kelowna a year ago and we went straight to the president, uh, Stephen Finkelman at um, uh, OJCC um, in Kelowna, you know, he said, as a matter of fact, we start in October with the conversion classes and you guys are willing, uh, you are very much welcome to join. And me and my husband was just rejoicing, you know, because we've been waiting for this for like 22, well, 21 years at that point. And, um, you know, and then, you know, finding all the material, the information, um, you know, really to get to the, the root and to the heart of what Hashem wanted um, his people to do during, you know, practices um, and customs and doing the festivals uh, the way that he wants us to do it um, was amazing. And the fact that we knew that when we would we'd be done with it, we would be able to have access to a community that would accept us and we could, you know, join them and become stronger in, in uh, uh, to be, become stronger for, for Israel and to be part of the people of Israel. So when you, uh, Rabbi, I'm going to bring you back in now. When you meet somebody who wants to do this journey, who like Karina obviously has been, this has been something that has been percolating. 
who would want to be Jewish in this day and age with all the anti-Semitism? It's not an easy road to hoe, right? Exactly. So exactly. What do you tell what do you tell people? And then Karina, what do you know? You know, how did you decide anyway to, to do this with all the anti-Semitism that's in the world as we speak? Okay, Rabbi first. So you know, you bring up a very good point. Um, number one, we don't just because somebody says they want to convert, uh, it doesn't mean that they are actually an eligible candidate for conversion. So we sort of do a sort of a bit of a psychological analysis. That's the first thing. And then we want to know what is it that motivated them um, to ultimately want to join the most hated club in the world. I mean, that is a harsh reality. Uh, we don't, you know, it, you don't necessarily realize it, but I've had, I've had students today who have told me that longtime friends have left them when they heard that they were converting to Judaism. And so it's very sad. And so we have, there is in our module, one of our modules deals with anti-Semitism and a very real possibility of what you are likely to experience. And as they're about to enter into the mikvah, which is the final step when they're about to immerse themselves, um, the question is asked again, um, do you pledge that when it's good for us, it's good for you? And when it's bad for us, you're with us. And I just want to quickly just say, you know, um, you know, I when we started in, in through this process of wanting to become part of Israel, uh, we did read that when the people came out of Egypt, they, it wasn't just the, the Jewish people or the Israelites. It, it was a mixed multitude of people. And that immediately told me that, you know, Hashem also had in mind for the rest of the world to come into become part of Israel. And um, so I identified with that. And the idea of, you know, it wasn't going to be uh, all rosy. Um, you know, they, they had to face giants. They had to face high-walled um, uh, walls um, to conquer. Um, they had to be courageous. Um, there was no place for cowardness. Um, I wanted to be part of that team. Um, and that would be Joshua and Caleb's team, I would say. And um, so, you know, so that was that was a very serious thing for me. And I felt like, you know, we only live um, a certain amount of years on this planet. I might as well make it with my while, you know, and go wholeheartedly into it. And um, so that 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 was the thing. And, you know, and we we have lost our friends, um, uh, wonderful friends. We have. Um, you know, my, my family, my mother totally doesn't want to speak to me anymore. Um, you know, they, they, you know, saying, saying to her that I'm now 100% Jew, totally, you know, broke her heart. I'm so sorry. That was Karina de Villiers speaking about the joys and the challenges of being one of the 11 who converted to Judaism in Kelowna. Next up, meet Mary Clark. Clark is a teacher. She runs an educational software company. After a trip to Israel a couple of years ago, Clark felt that her dreams and her feelings about the Holocaust and her core values all began to make sense. Then she discovered through a DNA test that her birth father was Jewish, although she never met him as she was raised Christian by her adoptive parents. So what happens with your Hebrew name? How does that work? Uh, the name I selected was Ruth. <laughs> so Ruth, Ruth has always been special to me. 
Yeah, I remember the first time I saw a picture of Ruth gleaning in the field, I was about 18. And I said to my friend, what is that painting? I was so drawn to it. She goes, oh, that's Ruth and Boaz or gleaning in the field. Oh, there's, you know, it's a famous painting. And then felt that her story, yeah, just sort of reminded me of how people can be part of the Jewish story, even though, I mean, she was a Moabite. So I don't know call me a Moabite, but I'm sort of, I, you know, brought into the story to play a role and yeah, be part of the fabric. All right. We have to know. Gefilte fish, are you a fan or not a fan? And you've got to start learning how to make all this, no? Uh, yes. Oh, I know. I really, I definitely need to do a, a cooking class very quickly. I love to cook food and prepare food, but I, I there's so many things that I don't know how to make. How about latke? I like, and I, I don't know how to make the challah. I'm not much of a bread maker. I I used to have a bread maker when the kids were little, but that wasn't. So, yeah, I've got lots to learn in that department. <laughs> By the way, Ruth is the heroine of the biblical book that was read during the holiday of Shavuot about the Moabite woman who married a Jewish man and famously told her mother-in-law, Naomi, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. You can watch the extended video interviews with Mary and with Karina and the rabbi on the CJN's YouTube channel. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Brian Lass of Toronto, who was very excited to get his new CJN Magazine High Holiday Edition at his door. And before we close this episode, I just want to wish you, on behalf of myself and my family, all a happy new year, a healthy new year, wherever and however you are observing. And now we'll close with a clip from Rabbi Joshua Korber's High Holiday Message. He's my rabbi at Beit Reim Synagogue in Vaughan, Ontario. The holy month of Elul is now upon us. Very soon, we will be standing before the creator of all things, together as a community. We will begin the healing together. Please come and experience that with us so that this year will be different and better than last year. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, and stay positive.